Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined podcast. Sustainability is defining global conversations around dairy and animal agriculture as climate change rises as a concern and policy pressure is building for solutions. But those solutions need to be sound, and that means scientific know-how. Dr. Jamie Jonker is the National Milk Producers Federation's Vice President for Sustainability and Scientific Affairs. That means he leads efforts on animal health and welfare, animal biotechnology, dairy farm biosecurity, dairy farm air and water quality, sustainability, and technical service issues. But that's just one part of his domestic portfolio. He's also a global leader in dairy. Last year, he was elected chairman of the International Dairy Federation Science Program Coordinating Committee. He's also on the IDF Board of Directors, and through that organization has also served on delegations to Codex Alimentarius, which sets international food safety standards. Welcome, Jamie. Let's get to it. Thanks, Alan. I'm glad to uh, join you today. So let's start with something everyone listening can relate to, which is weird weather. Last week, we had examples of this all across the country. And whenever that happens, you start hearing people talk about climate change. But that's the general conversation. What's the specific conversation that's evolving about climate and dairy? Well, Alan, there's a number of conversations around climate change and dairy today. And, you know, just like the weather, they change uh, from day to day. But here's kind of where they generally are. Um, They're the perceived and actual impacts of dairy production on climate change. There are the Uh, potential impacts and challenges that climate change can bring to dairy production. Uh, And there are opportunities for dairy to help address climate change. And those are kind of the three spheres of conversations that I'm hearing today. And climate, of course, then gets wrapped up in sustainability. These conversations kind of blend together. How are they related? Climate change gets wrapped up in sustainability, specifically about greenhouse gas emissions and global warming. That is the increase in global average temperature due to the increase in carbon dioxide and other gases. This has led many companies and many countries, actually, and and was a precursor uh, for the uh, Paris Climate Change Accords, for example, where where these places are announcing uh, efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions or even in some cases become carbon neutral. Greenhouse gas emissions is a place where some activists try to claim that dairy production and livestock production in general to be unsustainable. So when people in those groups that are skeptical of agriculture in general start talking about climate, sustainability, the future of the planet, dairy and animal agriculture as a whole gets a lot of fingers pointed at it. And you see that in these debates today. You know, I I think there's a, a number of facts that they just kind of get wrong or misrepresent. But, but let me talk about, you know, some of the things that are happening uh, in our planet today and in the future. You know, we're looking at a global population that's continuing to increase. Estimates are that we're going to be nearing 10 billion people by 2050. As the economic circumstances of people, particularly in the developing world, increase, they have a desire to consume more animal products, and particularly uh, dairy. And we also know that milk and dairy products are a source of uh, significant uh, essential nutrients for people. Let's just face it, milk itself is nature's most perfect food. And there's a reason why people want to have more dairy products, and that's part of it. So where are we today in the U.S. dairy sector? We're only responsible for about 2% of the greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. And according to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, North America as a continent, which is dominated by the U.S. for the dairy industry, is the only region in the world where absolute greenhouse gas emissions have decreased from the year 2005 to the year 2015, the most recent time frame for which they have data. Uh, and it's decreased by 5%, and that's even with milk production increasing on average about 2.1% per year during that same time period. 
So we're producing more milk. We're having less greenhouse gas emissions overall, which means that the U.S. dairy sector is already the most efficient in the world. I mean, I've yet to meet anybody who is, you know, pro climate change and saying, yes, let's just ramp up those greenhouse gas emissions. And that's a global concern. So why is the U.S. able to get these results that other parts of the world that clearly also share these concerns aren't able to do? Yeah, I think one of the reasons we have uh, the results that we we have being leaders in the world is that we've been leaders in innovation at uh in dairy farm production for decades. Uh, when you look at the way that our farming systems have adjusted uh, to producing dairy in all 50 states in Puerto Rico, you can imagine that we have a very diversified dairy industry. Uh, we've got uh, 34,000 dairy farms in the U.S. from from five cow Amish farms that milk by hand uh, to dairy farms with 10,000 cows that are practically vertically integrated industries. In climates from Arizona, where it's hot and dry, to California, where it's hot and humid, uh, to places in uh, Minnesota, where on on days like today, it might be minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. We have a diversified industry that has adapted to those uh, production realities in all sorts of environments and climates. And because of that ingenuity, it's allowed us to become the most efficient dairy producers in the world. You know, I'm glad you bring up the uh, five cow Amish operations, Jamie, because a person can be listening to this and they'll say, sure, the U.S. does all this. We all know that these are super high tech, high scale, industrial, in scare quotes, farms. But it seems like there are still some lessons that the rest of the world could learn, given the full diversity of what you have in U.S. dairy. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, there are many things that U.S. dairy farmers are doing today um, to continue to drive down their uh, greenhouse gas emissions and work towards what is an eventual goal for the U.S. dairy industry to become carbon neutral by 2050. Uh, and they are things that uh, can be done on small farms like the Amish farms to, to the large farms. And we can take those opportunities, things like uh, minimum till and no-till, intensive rotational grazing, um, methane digesters on farms uh, that uh, are of size that can utilize that. And these can be utilized in other parts of the world, from developing countries uh, to the most developed countries uh, in the world. Our technologies are things that uh, can be utilized not only in the U.S., elsewhere. I would note that there are some great stories about scalability, greenhouse gas emissions, and dairy um, in the latest Dairy Defined, which you can see on our website at nmpf.org. Jamie, just to add a little bit more to your resume, um, you're also NMPF staff scientist, and that means you play an important role in the FARM program. Um, Tell us a little bit about your work with FARM, uh, some of the climate solutions we're already seeing on the farm. I know we've already talked about that a little bit. And what are some policy concepts that could further dairy's role as a climate solution? Uh, You know, Alan, I think you know and I know, but maybe the audience doesn't know, the National Dairy Farm Program is our U.S.-based on-farm transparency quality assurance program that demonstrates U.S. dairy farmers' commitment uh, to responsible and sustainable production. Uh, environment's part of it, but it's also uh, animal welfare, antibiotics, workforce. Uh, and so I've talked enough about farm. Let me talk about farm environmental stewardship. What does that offer in this arena? Um, it focuses on uh, measuring greenhouse gas intensity and energy use on a farm by farm basis. When a farm goes through an evaluation to get that information, 
they then can benchmark themselves against uh, farms in their region and farms nationally. Uh, and then there are opportunities uh, for how they can change their greenhouse gas intensity and energy use with things like our continuous improvement reference manual. This provides them opportunities on things like um, improving their feeding of their animals, working on their uh, feed storage, uh, looking at alternative cropping systems, uh, looking at how they manage, how they store and manage their uh, manure uh, nutrients, and th things like methane digesters. Uh, so there's a variety of things that farmers can do today uh, that they can customize to their individual operation. But in the future, in order to be able to get to uh, net zero or, or better by 2050 for the U.S. dairy industry, uh, there do, does need to be improvements in technology and, frankly, some financial opportunities for farmers to be able to recoup the cost uh, of becoming carbon neutral. Some of these things, uh, while very good at reducing carbon emissions or getting us uh, individual farms to even carbon sinks, cost money. And in order to be able to capitalize those costs, uh, we need to have opportunities for dairy farmers uh, to have things like uh, additional assistance through um, U.S. government programs like Farm Bill Conservation Programs, but also things like uh, voluntary markets for carbon trading, for water quality trading, things that will allow dairy farmers to capture the good work that they're doing that has a cost to it. At minimum, we'd like to have this become revenue neutral for dairy farmers. Uh, but really, the goal is to have these enhancements in the uh, best practices and technologies that move dairy farmers to carbon neutrality to become a source of revenue for dairy farmers, helping to capture the good things that they're doing as part of the environmental solution. So are these goals achievable? They are achievable. Um, but we have to demonstrate a, a roadmap on how to get there. Uh, last year, the uh, U.S. dairy industry uh, started an initiative called the Net Zero Initiative. It is that roadmap and how do we get the dairy industry in the U.S. to carbon neutrality by 2050. Um, it's looking at opportunities across uh, all farms from best practices and technologies, uh, but also working in that policy arena that I talked about. You know, there are changes that, that need to come through legislative processes and, and, and changes in how programs are done at places like uh, uh, USDA, but even things like regulatory approvals for new innovative feed additives at the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, there's there's potential for feed additives to reduce enteric methane, which is essentially the cow burps, by up to 30%. If those technologies prove efficacious, that is going to be a great part of the story to getting to carbon neutrality. But there also has to be a pathway for approval of these products by the Food and Drug Administration so that we know that they're safe and efficacious, uh, but also uh, that they can pass through a regulatory hurdle. Right now, the regulatory hurdles uh, seem a bit insurmountable. Our regulatory hurdles for feed additives in the U.S. are quite different than they are in other places like our competitors in New Zealand or Europe, where several of these projects have already been approved for use. And so we're actually behind for the U.S. dairy industry on the feed additive side, simply because our regulatory structure is different and is not as easy to navigate as it is in some of those other countries. You've outlined a lot of challenges, Jamie. What's the biggest one? I, th I think, again, the biggest challenge is really that technology and financial side. Um, if we're not able to have our dairy farmers afford to make changes in their operations, uh, then they cannot 
put these technologies and best practices into practice on their farms. Um, we need to have those market signals uh, to them that allow them to be able to afford to make changes in their operations. And I think that's one of the things that dairy farmers uh, really are interested in. They, they are always improving their operations, making changes to make their operations more sustainable from their own economic circumstance uh, uh, for their family, for their community. Here we're looking at all these impacts from individual dairy farms to roll together and make the whole U.S. dairy industry carbon neutral. And we need to be able to provide those tools to the dairy farmers to make these technologies and best practices affordable for them. We are with Dr. Jamie Jonker. He is NMPS Vice President for Sustainability and Scientific Affairs. And he's been joining us today to talk about dairy, climate, and sustainability. Jamie, is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, I, I think just in closing, Alan, you know, I really firmly believe that the U.S. dairy industry is poised to be an environmental solution while providing milk and dairy products, not only for U.S. consumers, uh, but people around the world. You know, we're exporting 16% of our dairy production today. Part of that is in recognition of the great work that our dairy farmers are already doing on sustainability. Uh, and as we continue on that journey, I think U.S. dairy products are going to continue to be favored around the world. When we have the same bar uh, as our dairy competitors elsewhere in the world, I think we're going to win over every time. Thank you for your time, Jamie. Thank you, Alan. And that's it for today's podcast. You can subscribe to Dairy Defined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play under the podcast name Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>